Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Happy House Families. This is Sandy and dun 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 dun, dun. And I am Morgan. And today's episode is on one of my favorite things in the world to do, procrastination. That's right. And I think we ended last week's uh, podcast about me procrastinating. <laughs> so this is awesome. Okay, here we go. So this is something that I... Um, I still work on. Mm-hmm. There are moments where Morgan, I am just like on fire and bada bing, bada boom. I'm done. I have everything. Everything's organized and I'm good. And there are some times where I procrastinate yes. um, and they get triggered for different reasons. Um, sometimes for me, if it's just like a really heavy work schedule, then things like you know, my laundry, burner. like don't always you know, take place the way I would want for them to take place and I can't wear the clothes I want, you know, just like things like that. Um, but I usually don't let it go like horrifically bad. Yes. You know, but there are times where it does create more stress when I procrastinate. So I know for me that is like not a fun result. No. And then, so as Sandy was saying, there's many reasons why we procrastinate. And there are many reasons why your child might procrastinate. And that might be because of time management, like we were just kind of saying before, when your schedule gets busy, other things kind of go on the back burner. Oh, well, like when I get sick, that's a whole other ball game. Yes. Like phone calls, emails, like everything. Life in general. It just exactly. stops for a little bit. <laughs> it just stops for, yes, a lot of it. Exactly. Until I go and I get an uh, IV drip, right? An mm-hmm. immunity IV drip and just to like flush it out of my system, get better. And you feel good. Yeah. No more procrastinating. Oh, yes. That's the reason why I do it. <laughs> yes. um, so, yeah. And kids, sometimes what they do it, and adults, is lack of interest. They're not really, they don't really, they're not interested in what's happening in this homework assignment that's due in three weeks. So, they're going to wait until the absolute last minute to do it because they don't really want to. Um, or sometimes it's just the unknown. Like, they don't know how to get started on something or they yes. feel like a task is really daunting. So, instead of facing it head on just kind of brush it to the side and exactly worry about it later. That is so true. One of the things that my dad taught me growing up was do the hardest thing first. Look at your schedule and do the thing that you don't want to do first. And I just was like, no, because I don't, don't want, to do want to do it. Like, why is my dad not understanding this concept? I'm his daughter. Does he not understand? And he just was relentless. Do what you don't want to do first. What is going to take the most time? Do that first. I just thought he was a little bit crazy. Um, But then I really, like, as I got older, I understood that. Because anything else that was quick and fast was always going to be quick and fast. At least I got the hard thing out of the way first. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, honestly a hard lesson for me to learn. Um, But the more I did it, the more I saw the value in it. So that's something I sometimes do with some of my clients. It depends on the child. There's some kids where we have to knock out the quick, easy things first. So they have, like, that first of a win. So they 
builds up their self-esteem, so we move on to the other yeah, things. momentum. Correct, exactly. And then there's some other kids where we have to do it the other way. Um, but procrastination definitely happens, like, for all the reasons you said. Like, I don't understand. Like, sometimes it's like it's too much, or I don't understand, or it feels like it's too much, I want to hide from it. Yeah, it's daunting. Yes, exactly. So what do you do in the classroom when your students... Okay, well, I do this thing where it's uh, a must-do and a may-do. Okay. And so a must-do is something that they have to do. And then when they're finished with that, the may-dos tend to be kind of more of the fun things. Okay, good. And so it's kind of like a first then. And so they know that in order to get to the more fun things, that they there's the things that they have need to do first. Correct. Okay, that's so funny because I use... These are things you have to do versus then you get to. So there's the have to's and the get to's. Oh, okay. Yeah, so similar thing. Same concept. Same concept, different words. But look at us, like, having similar, like, you know, thought patterns. Without knowing it. I know. Look how this podcast has brought us closer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I do this, too, in just my own life. Uh, A good strategy is practice work before play. And so it's like, okay, power all of this paperwork out that you need to do, and then you get to do the fun thing. Or something that I also like to do, because I do suffer from procrastination from time to time, is to reward myself when I do get things done. And so it could be something as simple as, okay, you did these, you have your to-do list, which we were talking about in our organization episode last week. Uh, So you give yourself the, the three things that you need to do and then you reward yourself with whatever it may be. Maybe it's uh, a movie. A movie. Going out and having a movie yeah. or, you know, for your kids, obviously it might be something else. Like they get to, you know, watch a movie, like a special show where they get extra 10 minutes of TV. Yeah. Or some preferred like activity. A, yes. A or game. A special snack or something. Yeah. Something like that. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be something that they were going to do anyways, but if you prioritize work over that play first, then they're more willing to do that. Exactly. And I know with some of the students that I work with, that if they come home straight from school, it's best for them to just do their homework right after school because they're still in that that mindset. Mm -hmm. They're still in that mode. Uh, versus if they get like a couple hours off and then to do homework after dinner, then that becomes harder because then they're just more relaxed. So sometimes just getting things done, like you said, immediately after school would be a good thing too. Yeah. There's this thing called the two-minute rule that if it takes under two minutes, do it immediately. Yes. Um, And I kind of like that because there are times that it's like, okay, let me just respond to this email. Let me just respond to this text message that I have to do. It's, if it's under two minutes, just do it right away because yeah, I'm sure we've all fallen into the trap where – uh, if you don't do it immediately, you kind of forget about it. And that happens with kids as well. Exactly. And I actually use that rule too. I've like, it's, it's changed my life because mm-hmm. before I would be like, oh, I would let the emails pile up. I'll deal with it later. Or like the laundry again, me and the laundry. Okay. We're like taking out the trash. So now I'm like, okay, if it's going to be less than two minutes, I'm just going to do it. It actually has created a lot more free time in my life. Yeah. And then also just like that mental space where I'm not thinking about all these things yeah, as well. Yeah, less stress because then, yeah, you're not thinking about it, less anxiety, it's already done. You know when you check off a checklist and that feeling of accomplishment? Exactly. Kind of goes with that. Exactly. I love that. 
Um, so the last thing I guess that we can talk about, actually there's a couple things, um, is that with big projects, uh, those can be scary. They can be daunting, a big assignment that a kid has to do. And so they'll leave it all to the last minute. And so something that I think is uh, a good strategy is to kind of break it up into pieces. And so maybe going over with your child a schedule, kind of creating a calendar for, in order for them you're going to do two pages today and you'll do two pages on Thursday and then kind of break it up because when it's a seven page paper that they have to turn in or this huge science project it's just too overwhelming exactly and they leave it to the very last minute exactly or if they have to read a book by a certain amount of time that becomes very overwhelming so you're going to read a certain number of pages each day keep them on track and a little bit each day definitely does help. Mm-hmm. I've worked with some students who like to do everything last minute because they feel like um, they're able to perform better that way. And actually studies show that if you do a little bit every day, it's actually more effective than the last minute cramming. Yes. So every day just chip away at what you need to chip away with. And um, I'm sure all these parents listening to this today also understand that. Like, for example, like getting our taxes done, like we have to save our receipts. We have there's like so many things that we have to do. If we wait to the last minute, it becomes annoying. Mm -hmm. But if we do, yeah, piles up. But every, every month or every week that we handle it by the time that we have to get our taxes done, it's so much easier same thing uh for your children just break things down so it's more manageable for them yeah um and that also kind of goes with organization too uh sometimes what i like to do before i even get started on a task is make sure that my desk area is clean and that just kind of makes me feel a little bit more in control and so i do that with kids as well is that first and foremost just make sure everything is kind of organized and clean and then dive into the task because the if you limit distractions then procrastination is less likely to happen if there are little toys out and they want to start an assignment what are they going to do they're going to they're going to want to play with what's on their desk what's on the table exactly and so i think a good thing to do is just kind of have a clean work environment too mm-hmm. and so that yes that does help. And then also, like, for example, like, if you have a child who is a preteen or a teen, I've taken off so many things off of my phone that distract me, that oh, creates procrastination. Yeah, so I no longer have Facebook on my phone. I no longer have Snapchat on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I no longer have Marco Polo, I should tell you, since we sometimes do Marco Polo with each <laughs> other. So those three things are off my phone because I do procrastinate with those three apps on my phone. So I've taken that off, and that's actually... It has changed a lot, too. So making sure that you remove certain things from your child's like devices as well can help them stay on track mm-hmm. so that they don't get lost in social media because that will just eat up your time. Yes, that's true. Children and adults alike. Exactly. Oh, and another thing is like when your child is doing the right behavior, make sure that you are you know, acknowledging it, giving them praise while they're doing it. Yes. So they get that validation and they also get that encouragement and then they also get the very concrete like, oh, I'm doing the right thing right now. Like this will help me. Yeah, and I, also with that, you should model the model that behavior as well. And so you try not to leave things to the last minute. When you see something, you just want to model that good behavior so that your kid doesn't kind of pick up on those bad habits from you as well. And I know that we all need to work on this. Um, But yes, so do you have anything else you would like to add to that, Sandy? I don't think so. I think we covered it. I think, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that did. sounds good. Um, okay, well, please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to contact us. And we would love if you could rate us uh, on whatever you listen to podcasts to or write a review. And share. And share, yes. That's right. Please tell other people about us. Um, okay, well, that's it for this week, and we'll talk to you next time. We'll be back next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.